Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the seven game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also up on Apple Podcasts. I'll link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, and I'll offer that on patreon.com, also link down below. And then I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this show. Uh, if this is your first time watching or maybe you're not familiar with what Underdog Fantasy is, uh, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as playoff and season-long best ball. Best ball for NBA, NFL, NHL, all that good stuff. If uh, you guys want to sign up, you can deposit. And after your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word. Um, you get a money-back guarantee up to $100. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and the prices for this seven-game slate, let's look back and line up here from Monday. So Monday, um, right now I am on the fringe of cashing in the uh, in my higher dollar tournament uh, money line right now. So uh, let's go over it. Uh, Tomas Sanaransky, Brad Beal, Daniel House, Rudy Gay, Demarcus Cousins, Zach Levine, Kenrich Williams, Devin Booker. Here I can get out of the way so you guys can see. So, um, I originally, I mean, I wanted to get LaMelo Ball in there, but once I was just hesitant because, you know, if Chris Paul is out, I really wanted to get Devin Booker in there. And Devin Booker is only 45% owned. And then I wanted to pair Beal with Levine. I wasn't watching, but I guess Zach Levine missed a layup at the end to send it to overtime, a wide over open layup. Oh, that is so frustrating because Levine only 20% owned. Um, talked about Tomas Sanoransky as a, you know, contrarian GPP play. He was pretty solid. 24 fancy points. Uh, Beal. Daniel House was okay. That game blowing out did hurt. He lost about five minutes there in the blowout. Rudy Gay was all right. All right, first price. You know, nothing special. Um, but the boogeyman, DeMarcus Cousins, 60 fancy, or 60 fancy points, 60% owned. Um, yeah, he was a bust. I'm fine with that, though. Like, he, the game blew out, or they were, like, getting blown out. So, like, they couldn't bring him back in. If it was a close game, he would have played over 30 minutes. So, um, that's a situation where it's, like, I'm fine with the play. Just got a little bit unlucky with the fact that Houston fell behind pretty early. And the Charlotte team is looking really good at LaMelo Ball. Yeah, LaMelo Ball is for real, guys. Uh, they had then Levine with Kenneth Williams for value uh, just because Oklahoma City was shorthanded and Devin Booker. So should be able to cash here right on the money line uh, with about four minutes left from Booker and Kenneth Williams. We'll see how it goes. Um, but that's it for the luck back, guys. So let's uh, let's talk about this slate here. Uh, seven games. Let's see. Are we... Okay, I think we only have three of the seven out. We have Knicks and Heat. It's a 2-8 over under. The Heat are seven-point favorites. Warriors and Spurs, a 2-33 over under. We just saw this one. Spurs, one-and-a-half-point favorites. And 76ers, Kings, a 230-and-a-half over under. These 76ers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. So let's start off with Brooklyn and Detroit. And the Brooklyn side, there's no Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving is probable. So really, it's the main two guys for Brooklyn for me, and that is it. I am not dealing with the secondary plays here on this Brooklyn team when two of their healthy stars are there. Um, so we have Harden at 10-9, Kyrie at 9-3. I prefer the price in Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, Harden probably has a little bit more upside, but if I had to pick one, I would take the discount on Kyrie. Detroit also pretty shorthanded. We'll talk about them in a separate. Really, it's only the main two guys there for Brooklyn. That's it. I'm not going to Harris. His role doesn't change. This matters if he hits the shots or not. Jeff Green, lower usage guy, just priced about right. TLC, Sham at Bruce Brown. If you want to take a shot on those guys, fine. Like I played Bruce Brown the last slate, expected more minutes. Um, he did not play as much as I thought he would. Um, so just a situation I'm probably not going to get to. Um, Norval Pale is the backup center. He played about 17 minutes. Actually was in some foul trouble too. If you want to get super risky in tournaments, you can take a shot in him because he is min price. He's a good shot blocker. 
But that's it for Brooklyn and uh, the Brooklyn side. And the Detroit side, I do like Jeremy Grant quite a bit at 7K. Now, sure, the production got boosted because of the double overtime there against the Lakers. But I, you guys know I love, love targeting players against the Brooklyn Nets team. They play no defense. I do like Jeremy Grant. I know he's been a little bit up and down, but I think this is definitely a game you could have some upside. We also have a couple guys questionable, DeLon Wright, Wayne Ellington. If they're both out, they're going to be pretty thin at the guard. I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup for the point guard if there's no DeLon Wright because Derrick Rose is no longer there. Frank Jackson, Dennis Smith Jr. both questionable. So I have to keep an eye on that. Like if one of those guys are active and they start, like either Frank Jackson or Dennis Smith Jr., I actually would like them a lot for value. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. DeLon Wright himself, if he plays and there's no limitations, I actually do like him too because now there's no Derrick Rose behind him. He should, should play over 30 minutes. So I would have some interest in DeLon Wright. Uh, even Mason Plumlee, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, he is show, like he played 37 minutes in regulation there, which is kind of insane. Again, that was a bigger front court. Um, you know, this team against Brooklyn, they kind of go a little bit small if DeAndre's not on the court. But again, Plumlee is a good point for a guy as long as he can stay out of foul trouble. I think he's a decent play. And then I think I have some interest in Josh Jackson as a tournament play. The minutes haven't been amazing on him, but he does have upside. We saw it that last game, so I think he's an intriguing tournament play. Blake Griffin at 5K. A little bit tempting, the 5K price. I still don't know if I can do it. Like, I still don't know if I can go to Blake Griffin. Uh, and that's probably it for me on the Detroit side. Like, Isaiah Stewart is going to be the backup center. He was in some severe foul trouble the last game, but normally he'll play about 20 minutes. I think you could realistically punt with him, kind of like Norval Pele, a, a tournament, a GBP play. And the New York-Miami Miami side, so... Or New York-Miami game. I think Julius Randle's the guy again. You know, he's my favorite player that last time. He's my favorite player again in, uh, in this game in general. Uh, he's playing close to 40 minutes. As long as those, as long as that continues, and he continues to play close to 40 minutes. I think Julius Randle is a good play at 9.1K even in that matchup. Now, Derrick Rose, we're not sure if he's going to be available. I would guess not, but we'll see. If he's not available, and it's going to be a combination of Quickly and Alfred Payton. Uh, Alfred Payton played 31 minutes. It was a little bit disappointing. Uh, quickly, the minutes have not been there because Alfred Payton's getting extended. If you want to take a shot at one of those guys, sure. Again, it's been Alf recently, so I guess a little more confidence with him. But that's probably it. Nerlens Noel, if he does play, I would put him in the same category as Isaiah Stewart, no, nor Pelle. Probably play around 20 minutes, and you could use him as a really cheap uh, value play. On the main side, honestly, not a lot of like uh, Kendrick Nunn. I'm just... He plays well when everyone is healthy. When I play him when there's, like, no one on the team, he can't, like, just so annoying. Just so, so annoying. Um, there is still no Goran Dragic. So he, if he probably, if he starts a point guard again, I think he's a decent play at 5-6 because he played over 30 minutes. Tyler Hero at 6-7, a little too pricey for me. Jimmy and Bam, I think, are fair plays, but neither are priorities. Um, Bulls should play big minutes. Uh, you know, New York has been actually pretty solid defensively. So, uh, again, neither of those guys are, I'm going to out of my way to play Houston and New Orleans. So no Christian Wood still DeMarcus Cousins, the ownership's going to drop. He's been pretty popular. Again, he was fine against San Antonio. Obviously was a letdown tonight because just the minutes he didn't play a shift in the fourth quarter. If he plays that fourth quarter shift, he probably goes for, you know, mid thirties minutes probably would have been okay. Now, um, again, I think this is going to lower the ownership. The price didn't move a ton matchup. You know, Steven Adams actually is a decent defender. So I think Boogie uh, is is not a must play, but someone I still have some interest in. I think the ownership will drop on him. Oladipo not expected to play. They said he's uh, he played 34 minutes, but they said he's uh, projected to rest in this game. John Wall uh, rested the last game, so with him back, I think we get probably close to 35 minutes. If we do, I think that makes John Wall a really solid play here at 7-3. Just because no Victor Oladipo, he's going to run the offense. Again, Oladipo, they've kind of been taking easy on Oladipo and John Wall's minutes. But Oladipo tonight, in a blowout, played 34 minutes. He would have played a little bit more if the game stayed close. So 
if we're going to get similar minutes, if we're going to get about 35 from John Wall, there's no guarantee of it. But if we do, I think he's a really, really good play here at that price point. Um, Eric Gordon at 6'2 is fine. You know, normally uh, when one of those guards out, he is viable. But like that price, it just seems priced about right. And with Gordon back, kind of takes the secondary plays out of play. And guys like House, Nwaba, and Sterling Brown are viable on this slate. With Gordon back, that's just one more body in the rotation. So not really excited about any of those uh, value options. On the New Orleans side, so uh, Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson, I think, are both decent plays. I don't know if either are a priority for me. Uh, both should play, you know, mid to high 30s minutes. Uh, Brandon Ingram's starting to turn it on now recently. He's starting to pick it up with the peripherals. Like, he goes in weird phases where he will stuff a stat sheet, and then there's, like, he'll go on a stretch where he's, like, pretty scoring dependent. I never know what to, like, I don't know what to make of Brandon Ingram. He's been playing well. Um, again, 48 and 58 fancy points. 8.5K does feel a little pricey, but I think both of them are viable plays. Lonzo Ball and, and Eric Blood, so it's 6-3 and 6-1 respectively. I think I would give that to Lonzo. Right now, he's just getting a little bit more minutes. Um, he did go for almost a triple-double last game. I think Lonzo's a decent play. Uh, again, Houston does play uh, a little bit fast, so decent matchup there. Steven Adams at 5-9, you know, going up against Boogie Cousins, I think is an okay play. Not a priority for me. Um, and then Josh Hart is questionable. If he misses, probably a few more minutes for NAW and JJ Redick, but neither would be a priority for me. And then uh, Guillermo Hernagomez has been playing the backup center. So he's been playing, you know, about 20 minutes. He's a decent point per guy. You can put him in the same category as those other centers I mentioned that you could definitely use them for value. Golden State San Antonio. So again, we just saw this game. Steph Curry is always in play for tournaments. He has insane upside. So yeah, I like him for GBPs. Draymond Green. So I originally had him in my lineup, then pivoted off. Um, because I wanted to get Devin Booker into my lineup. I moved, I took, I got off Draymond and off Boucher to get to, it was Booker and Kenrich Williams, I think. That's what the pivot was. Um, but yeah, Draymond Green is, I mean, he's going to play mid-30s minutes. So Pascal coming back didn't really affect him. It hurt Toscano a little bit. Like Toscano lost a few minutes, but I still, like Draymond is just a stat stuffer. And I like playing guys like that. Um, and he's getting a boost right now, you know, playing a lot of the five with no Wiseman and Kevon Looney. So I do like Draymond even at that price. Wiggins and Oubre. Oubre's flashed him up. He's been so up and down. Um, he had a good game tonight. I think he's a fine tournament play. Like he, when he's getting it going, he does have 40 plus fancy point upside, but he also has a really low floor. So I don't know if I can trust that for cash. Toscano Anderson now at 5K. That seems a little bit too much for him. Pascal didn't play a ton. I'm curious. Wait, how many, how many minutes did Pascal play tonight? Um, well, let me just go over the Warriors minutes really quick, just because again, we will see this game again, uh, tomorrow. So yeah, Draymond Green, 36 minutes. He almost had a triple double seven, 10 and 10. I mean, that's the Draymond Green. I know like almost triple double every single game. Uh, Oubre won for 24, four and one. Um, Toscano Anderson played 29 minutes. Pascal played 12. So he didn't play a ton, but with Pascal being back, that hurt the minutes for Bazemore and Lee. Bazemore only played 13. Lee only played 19. So, um, really what it does is it, it makes Toscano Anderson a, a little bit like not a prior or a little riskier, I should say. And then it, with Pascal being back completely takes like the bench guys out of play. On the San Antonio side, so DeMar DeRozan at 7'8". I still like the price on him. He should play mid-30s Mets. Now, it is a back-to-back, so just be a little bit careful here because, um, wait, is this a 3-4 and four night? That was the 6th. Tonight's the 8th. Yeah, so this, uh, uh-oh. This is a third game in four nights. And I'm sure you guys remember what happened last time they played a third game in four nights. So, just tread carefully here. I am a little bit concerned. Um, Popovich has shown that he he can he can pop you. And we got popped that last game. So, 
or the last time DeRozan played a, th a third game in Fortnite. So there is some risk here with DeMar DeRozan's minutes. A little bit riskier, I would say. De DeJounte Murray had an insane game today. I think he won for like seven steals or something. Um, I think he's still a good tournament play at 6'5". Uh, I, I expect him to play around 30 minutes. So Jakob Pertl, I was a little bit surprised they closed with him. I'm curious, sorry, how many minutes did Jakob Pertl play? I would. I really thought they would, they would close with Rudy, Rudy Gay, small ball five. They closed with Jakob Pertl, and he played 30 minutes. So will that trend continue? I'm not sure. Um, he went for 14, 11, and four blocks. If I knew Jakob Pertl was going to play about 30 minutes or 30 plus, I would like him. But I'm still not convinced that he will get those minutes. Um, so uh, again, a little bit of risk here play. Keldon, you guys know, strictly GBP play. And then Rudy Gay at 4'6", I still think is decent. He played about, oh, I think, 23 minutes. Um, if if they pull the plug early in Nakapurdo and go small ball, Rudy Gay will be the guy. They will close with the five. So still have some interest in him for value. And then that's probably it for me on uh, San Antonio. Moving on to Orlando and Portland. So I do like this game a good amount here. Probably one of my favorite games to target on the slate. Nikola Vucevic at 8.9K. I am fine going right back to the well here. He went for 77 against Chicago, was on pace for a big game there, and then got pulled really early in the third quarter, did not return because it was just a huge blowout. As long as this game stays close, we should see 35-plus from Vooch. Cantor not a good defender. Giles not a good defender. I really like Vooch. Also, no Aaron Gordon, no Evan Fournier. So they are thin. I have some interest in Cole Anthony. I think he plays about 30 minutes. I think he's actually a pretty solid play here in this matchup. Terrence Ross, I remember when someone told me earlier in the year that Terrence Ross didn't have single-digit fantasy point four, or he had like a 20 fantasy point four. Well, look what's happened when he struggled shooting the ball. Nine fantasy points, 11, 15, and 16. That is the risk with Terrence Ross. If he does not hit his shots, he has single-digit fantasy point four. He does. So, but there is no Fournier. Um, this is a game we might see like 30-ish minutes from him, which would make him a viable GPP play. But if you play him, you got to know that he has legit single-digit fantasy point floor. Now we got to talk about the magic value. I really don't want to, but with no Gordon, no Fournier, and no MTW, we have to talk about these guys. So no Fournier, I assume Dwayne Bacon starts. If he does start, I think we probably get 25 to 30 minutes, which actually would make him a decent value play. My one concern with Dwayne Bacon, also kind of rely on the scoring. So a little bit of a low floor with him. James Ennis is at 3.7K. The minutes have actually been going up in him, 23 and then 29 that most recent game. If we're going to get close to 30 minutes from Ennis, I think he's actually a pretty solid value play. Ken Birch is at 3.9. The minutes have been trending down in him, which is not great. Only 15, 19, and 16 minutes. So not a good sign. I'm probably not going to go there. I mean, he's actually a decent point per minute guy, but not good that those minutes are trending down. I don't know why, but they give Gary Clark minutes. Literally, can we can we talk about 30, 30 minutes, seven fantasy points for Gary Clark? How about this one? How about this one? 17 minutes, 0.75 fantasy points. Yeah, I will not be playing Gary Clark. Chuma Okiki at 3.5K is actually intriguing. Well, the minutes are going down for Ken Birch. They're going up for Okiki. And I like that he's power forward eligible as well. No, sure, that game was a blowout, so he played a little bit more. But I'm expecting around, you know, high teens in minutes. I think he's actually a decent value play. And then the guy that I have interest in for tournaments is Frank Mason because he's a good point per minute guy. Hasn't really been amazing the first couple games he's played. He's a good scorer, though. 
26 minutes, had 21 fancy points. I like the matchup. Will he play alongside Cole Anthony at all? Well, he did a little bit the last game, right? He played 26, and Cole Anthony played um, 29. So they definitely played alongside each other a little bit. I think Orlando's going to need some scoring. I kind of like Frank Mason. I know we got extended because of the blowout. I think in a normal situation, we'd probably get around 20 minutes from him. But I do like him for value as a sneaky value play on the slate that I don't think a lot of people get to. On the Portland side, Damian Lillard, I think, is one of the better spin-ups of the slate. 10K. I do like the matchup. Again, Orlando is super thin. They're missing a lot of good, they're good defenders. So, um, And Damian Lillard should play close to 40 minutes. I really, really like Dame here at that price. The rest of the Portland Trailblazers, not a ton of interest for me. Some of these guys are still priced up from when Dame was out. Cantor at 7.5. Would rather get to Vooch for a little bit more. Trent, a little bit too pricey for me. Rocco, Melo seem priced about right. Simons and Hood are just mm, secondary plays. So really, there's not a ton else I like here. Derek Jones Jr. also back. So there's just too many bodies now. People are still priced up from when Dame was out. It's Dame for me, and that's it. Philly and Sacramento. I think Joel Embiid is one of the better spin-ups of the slate as well. Love targeting players against the Sacramento Kings team. Um, I think the price might scare some people away, but as long as this game stays close, we'll probably see 35 minutes from Embiid, who has insane upside. I do like him a decent amount there. Ben Simmons, Tobias are still viable because of the matchup, but those are guys I usually look to when Embiid is out. When Embiid's in, they're more secondary plays. Now, Shake Milton, Seth Curry at 4-3 and 4-2 respectively. They are viable value plays because of the matchup alone. Shake played 27 minutes the last game. I think he's certainly in play. Danny Green, I just don't like playing this guy. Just so reliant on his three-point shooting. Uh, but yeah, Green, Curry... Uh, even, uh, again, Shake Milton. I think all three of those guys are viable. If I had to pick one, I think it would be Shake Milton. Sacramento side, so De'Aaron Fox, and he just continues to be under-owned every slate. I, I mean, even in a tough matchup, I think he's a really good tournament play because minutes, plus the fact that he stuffs the stat sheet. I just love guys that can fill up the stat sheet. He has double-double upside, definitely with the assist. Um, I think the matchup will scare some people away, but I do like him for tournaments. The rest of the team, not a ton I like. Buddy Heald, eh. Harrison Barnes came back down to earth with 22 fancy points. I still don't know what to make of him. He's got, he's got 40-plus fancy point upside. I'm going to continue to fade. But what I am not really happy to see is the minutes on Halliburton went down to only 27. So they've kind of been fluctuating with him. If he plays 35-plus minutes, he's a better play. But 27 that last game is not great. Holmes at 5'7", you can go to him, but I don't like targeting centers against Embiid. He's also got some foul trouble issues, and going up against Embiid, that really increases. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to do Holmes. Bagley, the Mets are trending down. Whiteside, the price is not... If he was like 3'5", I would actually like him a good amount because I think there's a really good chance that Holmes gets in some foul trouble. But even if he does, like, you're going to need him to be... You're going to need to get, like, Whiteside to play probably 20 minutes to pay off this salary. I still think it's possible. Like you could definitely pick up, you definitely could get two quick fouls and Holmes and Whiteside comes in. And Whiteside's a really good point for a guy. So like an intriguing tournament play if you think Holmes does get in some early foul trouble. Um, and the last game here, Boston and Utah, kind of an ugly game, but there's still some viable plays here. Depending on Jalen Brown news, he is currently questionable. If he's in, I'm probably there's not really a lot I like on Boston. If he's out, I think we can look to Tatum as a contrarian spend-up. Um, even in a bad matchup, I think would be viable. Kemba shot 4 of 20, but if there's no Brown, again, he will be a high-usage guy. The two guys that intrigue me for value, Daniel Tyson, Tristan Thompson. I prefer Tice because he played 35 minutes the last game. He just plays more minutes normally than, than Thompson. Um, Thompson will probably start and play about 20 minutes. So both those guys are viable. If I had to pick one, though, I would go Daniel Tice. And lastly, Utah, so still no Mike Conley. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a decent tournament play. I, because of the matchup, I don't know if people are going to be, um, if he's going to be super, super popular. But again, he is going to run the point a lot. He had 11 assists. Like, 
kind of like Devin Booker today, right? When Chris Paul got ruled out, I was really high in Devin Booker. When Mike Conley's out, he's going to run the point a lot. So that just really boosts his floor and ceiling. I do like Mitchell a good amount here. I don't know if he's going to be that popular either. Rudy Gobert, only playing about 30 minutes in competitive games, secondary play. Bojan, Tourline, and scoring. The two guys I do have some interest in the mid-range, Clarkson and Ingles. Now, Clarkson didn't have the best shooting game, 7 of 19, but he did play 30 minutes. So I expect about 30 minutes from him. I think he's a decent tournament play because when he's out there, he's going to shoot the ball. And then Joe Ingles started to play 32 minutes. I think decent value, but 5'8", it's like, eh, right? Uh, I would have wished he was a little bit cheaper. Royce, no. Favors, I'll put him in the same category as about those four or five other, you know, backup centers I mentioned. He'll probably play high teens to maybe 20 minutes. He's a good point for a guy. He's gone for over 20 fans points the last five games. I think Favors is a viable contrarian GPP value play. But that's it for my breakdown, guys. I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't go live. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. And I'll see you all in the live stream tomorrow.